football cards collecting and investing are you kidding me andy we're gonna talk about that optic release coming up we got a sexy play of the week for you at the end of the video oh my goodness gracious the quarterback market right now andy is absolutely insane now what's really interesting is i follow all these card content creators and Andy, you know, you can't just look at this on eBay. I'm just going – it is a little anecdotal, but some of these deals I am I am seeing right now for not Josh Allen, not Justin Herbert, not Joe Burrow, but for the middle-tier quarterbacks, it's nuts right now, Andy. It is nuts. The football card market, or let's be a little bit more specific, the quarterback card market is going absolutely insane right now. It really is, man. We're getting we're getting very close to preseason. But as we know, quarterbacks drive the football card market. So even the backup quarterbacks, the speculative guys that may not even start this year. Let's look at uh, Kenny Pickett or let's look at Malik Willis or even these guys that just got drafted. I was looking at a Sam Howell earlier today that went for over $100. And I was like, this guy's not even going to start in 2022 unless, you know, something crazy happens to Carson Wentz, maybe. But and, and but that's the kind of market it is. Like, we know that quarterbacks have the, the, the potential to just absolutely skyrocket in value if they come out and that FOMO can drive just maybe from one good performance a, a value increase that is exponential. And investors understand that. There's a lot of information out there in the card market. And so they're going to go ahead and put some flyers out there on some of these guys. Yeah, so what we want you to do in the comment section, and once again, this is a football card only podcast. So most of you that watch and listen to this do cards outside of just quarterbacks. But I'm very interested in what our viewers and listeners have to say about this. Are you even looking at other positions outside of quarterback? We know uh, our Jonathan Taylor cards shot. Shout out to you. He's a Jonathan Taylor guy. Obviously, he is an elite, elite non-quarterback at running back. But, you know, my guy Jay Jets, he is a big Justin Jefferson collector. I want to know how many of you are just quarterback guys and gals and how many of you are not. You are looking to make speculative plays as far as uh, different positions. So get involved in the comment section. Feel free to shoot us a message on social media. Andy at FB Car Quest, me at Power Hour LSU. We want to know what you guys are doing right now. And Andy, my question for you is the same. Are you just looking at quarterbacks because the market is so hot for that position or are you still diversifying your options? Yeah, I'm diversifying my options. I will say I have purchased a couple quarterback cards. Um, and, you know, one of we talked about last week, my play of the week and Jalen Hurts. Uh, but I would say, you know, just looking at what I'm selling right now, you know, a lot of my portfolio, it, it is diversified. I do have some quarterbacks, but I don't have any of like the real high end quarterback cards. I do have some nice, um, pretty high end skill position player cards. And out of the last week, I have sold six cards. Five of those were skill position guys. One of those was a quarterback. Um, and even it was a mid-tier quarterback, but it's a guy that's getting a ton of hype as this is a huge make-or-break year. I think we're going to talk about him here. But the other guys were all skill position guys. It was DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk. Um, and these are guys that I can get very nice cards. Chris Godwin, uh, very nice cards of theirs for that sweet spot, in my opinion, snipe on eBay for like 10 to $20. Even a lot of cases like autograph cards. Now, it's... It's getting more and more difficult. It's getting a lot more difficult. 
Um, but there's still value to be had out there. And then, you know, flip those guys on a hype spike. I agree. I don't think you should just look at quarterbacks for this reason. They are also the most expensive. You're not always guaranteed to flip that quarterback. Now, if you have bought quarterbacks over the past few months, considering how hot everything is right now, you will probably get a maybe a 2x, maybe a 3x before any of them actually even play a down. I'm hoping that's going to happen with a few of my plays. I've bought uh, Kyler Murray this offseason. I bought Baker Mayfield. I bought a big Jameis as well. So I'm hoping to sell all those guys before they even, you know, step foot on uh, on the playing field. So we're obviously very interested in what you guys have to say about this. For me, Andy, I have focused just on quarterbacks. I know that that's, you know, that's something that you and I hate. We hate that it's so heavily, you know, driven by quarterbacks. But I am going to try an offseason here where I just do that, right? And it's very interesting when you look at a guy like, Tua, who I've spoken out against over the past, you know, a couple of weeks. Guess what? Uh, while I explicitly said, hey, sell your Tua cards now. It is not a long-term play. Be careful if you buy them. If you did buy them when I said that, you can sell him now for ridiculous amounts, including the one you have on your screen right now, Andy. Yeah, this is a 2020 National Treasures uh, with a pretty nice-looking patch there, yeah. three colors. Uh, with some nice stitching, but this is only a BGS 9. It even had an 8.5 on centering and then a 9 on corners, 9 on surface, 9.5 on edges. Autograph graded a 10, numbered out of 99, but this card sold for $15,000 in a buy it now format on eBay just two days ago. So that tells you how hot the, the quarterback market is, especially for mid-tier guys that have that, you know, hey, Right. We go back to this, Carter, you talked about it before, and I've seen this same trend carry over with guys like Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. A, a lot of what drives this man is their college resume. They, they wore that Alabama helmet, whether they were Heisman Trophy winner, or national championships. They had the best coaching. They had the best, you know, supporting cast in college. And then they get the draft pedigree in this and, and they get a longer leash in the NFL. You know, and so I look at a guy like uh, Devontae Smith on the Eagles and his rookie ticket autos are going for about $60. Jalen Waddles are going for about a hundred now. Jamar Chase is still uh, several hundred, but then you have guys like uh, Kadarius, Tony, Elijah Moore that are very cheap. They're like in that 20 to $30 range. And, and the very bottom of that card would be like a Jalen Darden uh, or a Josh Palmer that are just like Jalen Darden is like $5. Josh Palmer is like 10 to 15. It's just fascinating to me how much, that even the, the depth chart competition doesn't take away from some of those resale values. Cause you can go back just a couple of years and look at like clear alphas on their team. Um, and their values are about the same. <laughs> Very interesting. You know, for me, Andy, uh, sell your to us. I'm just going to, I'm going to go on the same last uh, kind of thing. Sell them. Right. I, I think a lot of our viewers are right. You know, they said in the comment section, hey, his, his prices are low enough for me to flip preseason, which is why I've said consistently sell him. So I was right and wrong. I'm telling you, sell him now. He's he's not a good quarterback. It's going to be very evident when the season starts. I don't care how good his weapons are. Right now, if he wins a few games, the hype cycle is going to start getting rolling. But, you know, when you think long term, you got to ask yourself this question. 
is he going to be in the same discussion as Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert at the end of the year? And the bottom line is no. Same thing goes for Davis Mills. Same thing goes for Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, I'm pretty, you know, obviously strong about that opinion. And it's not, and I'm not just saying that because Burrow's my guy. It's just the truth. Those guys just aren't as good as those four guys. So keep that in mind as far as long-term, deciding when to sell, when to not sell. Tua is not a long-term play. I'm planting my flag, and I'm not moving it. If I'm wrong, Andy, I'm wrong. However, what I want to talk about is non-eBay sales history, right? Andy, you and I don't go to a lot of shows. You know, we, we uh, with with our work, you know, I, I'm just not able to because, you know, I work a lot of weekends and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to go to more shows. I love shows. And what's interesting about shows is you don't, oftentimes get to see like empirical evidence for what things sell for what things trade for selling at shows we did an episode a few weeks ago about shows in particular and we got a lot of good advice uh because you were getting ready to go to the show and you weren't able to um you learn so much about cards when you go to shows and uh ryan cards is someone that i follow um He's a very interesting guy. He doesn't just do football cards, but he is very explicit about saying quarterbacks are so hot right now. And this past weekend, there was a show in Dallas, and he said quarterbacks, everybody was buying basically every quarterback. Uh, Pretty sure he tweeted that. And, you know, I actually agree with that. Like just looking at Davis Mills cards being listed and sold, uh, seen Davis Mills deals. I saw one done a few weeks ago at the show that I went to in Shreveport, Louisiana, right? I mean, Davis Mills, right? Um, It's very, very interesting. And once again, Andy, this was a guy that you've bought and sold plenty of times. Um, We have the card ready for you uh, to to put up on the screen here. Jalen Hurts, okay? I love me some Jalen Hurts. Eagles have a notoriously soft schedule this year. And something happened this past weekend, okay? My favorite uh, top five card uh, content creator for me is Roth Cards. So Ryan Cards apparently bought this Jalen Hurts, National Treasures, RPA. Andy, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate how awesome this patch is? Oh, the patch is sick. I've got to give it a 9.5. I mean, it's it's as cool of a patch you'll see on any Jalen Hurts cards. And really nice auto here, uh, BGS 9.5 Auto 10. So Ryan apparently bought, bought this card. He was going to hold it, but Roth, I believe, bought this card off of him for a uh, $1,000 profit. I think it was 1300 or something like that. And that's Jalen Hurts, right? This isn't some massive, massive, massive quarterback. Now, Jalen Hurts is a really, really good player, but – you know, for me, Andy, this just further proves something that you and I have talked about. You can make a lot of money on these mid-tier quarterbacks that actually have proven a little bit, have a good roster around them, and, and people are kind of, you know, buying into that. Oh, absolutely, man, because he can gain the trust of his fan base and his coaching staff very easily. Philadelphia is such a massive market, and they're rabid for a good QB. Uh, much like that Chicago fan base is. And they have so many other good pieces around him. If he can just complete more of his deep passes 
and complete more of his intermediate and short passes and and juke out some guys in in his run game, which we know he's completely capable of. Oh my gosh, Carter, his cards are going to skyrocket. I mean, the defense is solid. The offense is now the best that it's looked since 2017. So it's like they're they're set up to absolutely smash this year. And he's a guy that's consistently undervalued. And I think it's easy for him to get a hype. He's still very young. A lot of people uh, will scratch his rookie season because he didn't start out of the gate. There was obviously there was a lot of different things going on there in 2020. And so, you know, that's the kind of you got to look at take the A. So like when, when we're talking about investing in quarterbacks, what what fantasy format do you see the basically the first two rounds are entirely quarterbacks? It's super flex, Superflex, you know, yeah. when you can start to and especially when you're talking about dynasty super flex, the the priority placed on quarterbacks, young quarterbacks is very similar to what happened in the card market. <sighs> this is crazy. Man, I, I'm not going to lie. If I saw this card in person, I'd want to buy it myself just because of the – even more so because of the card than the actual player, right? I mean, that is as beautiful of a Jalen Hurts card as you'll ever see. So I, I love that. I love actually seeing – so Ryan said he bought the card. He only had it for two hours, and Roth wanted it for uh, 1300 more than what that Ryan guy bought it. Um, that just shows you how liquid football cards are. Now, this is a really, really nice card, but it's just in general, right? Like seeing a lot of deals done on Baker. I mean, you have the data, you know, right there, Andy, as mm-hmm. far as like graded card sales are oh, concerned. Yeah. It's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. And we haven't even talked about McCorkle Jones, our guy, New England Patriots. He's getting a lot of hype, man. Hype is turning around. It's the 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 pot, the hype pot is bubbling up, man. The, the speculation he's going to be throwing the ball more. Uh, Mac Jones is beefed up. There's been pictures that have surfaced of him looking like Captain America, and I mean the 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 belly looks like it's gone, and so we could see some serious hype for Mac this year. It's contingent on the New England Patriots winning, though. I'm still convinced on that. The one thing I like about Mac Jones that is very interesting is like. There's a narrative surrounding him that, you know, he is a pocket quarterback, super smart, very Brady-esque. And you want to know what's funny about that, Andy, is while I don't think he'll ever be as good as Brady, they are very similar in terms of quarterback play. There was a stat by um, Alex Rollins. I believe he's an NFL film guy. It is amazing how well Mac stays within the structure of the play. So he is not going to whirling Derbyshire, Johnny Manziel, run a gazillion miles on a play like a Lamar Jackson would or something like that. But he stays within the framework of the play. And when you do that, you know, you're not opening yourself up to injury. You're not going to have a scramble drill, Jameis Winston or Dak kind of injury. You know, if you stay in the pocket and get rid of the football quickly, you're going to have a long career. So I do think Mac is going to be around for a long time. It just depends on how long of a, of a career he's going to have, especially now without McDaniel. So very interesting stuff. Um, so, yeah, please get in the comment section. Let us know quarterback versus all the other positions. Now, Andy, before we get into tip of the week, play of the week, and all that good stuff, let's talk about Optic, one of your top five products that you like personally, one of mine as well. 
very interesting optic release date coming around the corner let's go yep two days this friday optic is going to be released this is a product uh from the it'll have the rookies from 2021 draft class it's also going to be released in retail so it'll be interesting to see what those hit rates are like in the uh, blasters the megas the hangers in retail what type of special short print parallels they're going to have uh you know it's just it's very fascinating to see what that hit rate is like because last year when optic was released there was a very high hit rate of the optic hollows like if you were to go now and count up the available listings and the sold transactions the optic hollows versus the prism silvers and like the field level silvers the optic hollows are going to be more common the more readily available but it's still a very liquid card because people freaking love that rated rookie logo it's very nostalgic. It's very iconic going back to the Donruss cards in the late 80s and early 90s. And so that rated rookie logo is super liquid, super liquid. I love it. I absolutely love it. What's very interesting to me, Andy, is, you know, there's still Prism Autos being sold. Um, one thing that's kind of been very interesting is I, I see Zach Wilson cards a lot now, obviously after the explosive story. And by explosive, I mean explosive story. Uh, you know, obviously the the the, 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 the the cougars. I don't know if that was a. I don't know if cougars sound like that or not. Whatever that story actually was, and his response to it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I don't know if that makes people want to buy Zach Wilson cards. Our guy Derek says he thinks he saw a spike in his his dynasty. Uh, people, you know, talking themselves into Zach Wilson potentially being something. Obviously, the New York market, uh, the the Jets or whatnot. Um, it's very interesting with all these quarterbacks that haven't really proven a whole lot. With Optic coming out, man, I love it. I freaking love it, man. There's going to be some people buying Zach Wilson cards for five grand, and I'm ready to see it. Let's go. Huh? Huh? Oh, absolutely, man. The, the market, the market f- fan base for the New York Jets is massive. They have the largest TV market size in the country. It's so densely populated, that region of the Northeast. And the Jets have a very big fan base, very longstanding fan base. Um, uh, they have a ton of social media followers. So, it, you know, a lot of what happened for the first year for the Jets, it's like, you know, second year for Robert Saleh, second year for Matt LaFleur, second year for Zach Wilson. So you got a lot of second year, and and this is kind of like that proving ground still. So absolutely, Zach Wilson is going to be hyped up heading into the season. Uh, his cards are, you know, current. I mean, like, like not even color matched here. He's a, you know, a red wave prism autograph card that sold for $2,200 just uh, three days ago. So, you know, the... <laughs> In a PSA 10, no, uh, no less. So, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of hype for anything Zach Wilson autographed. It's going to come at several hundred dollars premium, even raw. And I think he's going to be the story at the National. I really do, because where the National is going to be located, right? Northeast mm. part of the country, Jets, him and McCorkle, right? There's going to be a lot of people there wanting to buy their cards, cash deals in person. So if you are going to the national, I think it might be a little bit wise. I mean, it might be a little too late, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of people buying Zach Wilson. I wish the uh, the you know what story uh, came out the week of the national just to see if there would be you know just as in, 
just this huge spike in his cards week of. I still think there will be. I, I think a lot of people, this is my bold prediction about the national football cards, I think a lot of people are going to talk themselves into Zach Wilson. I, I think I think they will. So optic release, obviously really excited about that. You know, people still buying a bunch of Prism, and there you go. Now, hobby tip of the week uh, for me, Andy, it's quite simple. Um, be kind. Be kind to one another. It's kind of a general thing. Um, always, if especially if you've been in the game for a little bit, now that I have done football cards, you know, this show with you, I feel as if I am knowledgeable enough to know a decent amount, but also understand don't be too arrogant about your own knowledge as well. Like, for instance, here's a good example. All right, patreon.com slash football cards. You can join our private Discord where, Andy, there's people in there that are smarter than you and I, and one of those people is David Hunter. David Hunter always answers my questions. He doesn't have to, but he always does, right? And I don't ask him a ton, but if there's something that is, you know, above my my knowledge, he's a really sharp guy. And ask him a question, ironically, about an Antonio Gates one-of-one card. Um, the difference between game use, player warned, we all know that. But there's kind of a weird thing I won't get into, like, top saying – game-worn jersey on the front but on the back it says this is not from any specific event what the card is what we're thinking is saying is like well this is a game-worn patch we just don't know what game it's from per se he helped explain that to me and i was like oh okay that kind of makes sense right and you know we he did a bunch of research on that and was able to help me out so you know don't if you are in the game and you don't know something feel free to you know ask me or you or join the discord or whatnot it helps it really really does help because you know there's always going to be something that you don't know and there's going to be some card ogs out there that that are always willing to help you absolutely man and we've got a great community um and and uh, absolutely love it because there's some really good guys out there um my my hobby tip of the week is to start listing. Uh, I say, guys, if you haven't been active listing cards and you've sat around and you've waited like me and you have a stack of cards that need to be listed, get on it because it takes a little bit longer than you think on a per card basis. It does help when you batch, like take a bunch of photographs so you have those on your phone. If you really want to, if you really have several hundred, get those Take them with your phone, transfer it to your computer, whether it's iCloud or Google Drive, and then go to eBay, create a couple templates, create a template for graded cards, create a template for raw cards, and separate it out uh, maybe by team or position. Create a few templates, and then that'll really accelerate your process. Uh, I did a video on this, and that'll help you get through, get your cards listed, but the market is heating up. I'm selling five times as many cards now on a weekly basis than I was just a few weeks ago, Carter, so... I really think now is the time to get your cards listed. If you've been sitting there waiting, thinking you've got all this time, get them listed now. Capitalize on this preseason hype we're getting ready to have. One more little uh, extra tip here. I like the card listing. I'm too lazy. I don't list enough. I know it's it's. I I, I actually went through it. I, I got a KJ Hamler auto sitting right here that I've been meaning to list. It's been sitting here for two months, and it was a free card thrown in on a batch deal that I made. Uh, and I would sell the car, even if I sold it under comps, you know, it would just be money. I don't care about KJ Hamler or whatnot. Uh, but 
if you are to crack a slab, please go watch Andy's video with the screwdriver. I mean, you you went to work, man. Yeah. Uh, first, <laughs> first, first off, the thumbnail was scary. You just holding it like, like Chucky or whatever. I was like scared. Yeah. So shout out to our awesome uh, content director, 402 Collectors, for the idea behind that video. Just have total fun. Like right now, the off season, uh, it was his idea. And we were by no means saying this is the optimal way to crack slabs. It was more like, let's let's be challenged with one tool and all the major slabs from the major grading companies and see what see what happens and just have fun with it. And and so that's what we did. Um, And it got a ton of great feedback, a ton of of great advice. But, dude, that CSG slab. I could not get could not get through it. I mean, you watched the video. I could not get that plastic on that CSG slab is so thick. And the way they've sealed that thing is incredible. You have to use some type of wire cutters or, or really strong shears uh, of some sort to get that thing open. And a screwdriver d- didn't cut it. Uh, but, you know, you saw like if you're buying graded cards, potentially crack them, uh, SGC is <laughs> so easy. If you wanted to pop one of those slabs open and potentially you sell it raw or cross grade, like super easy, absolutely no concern about damaging a card whatsoever. The one thing that was interesting about the CSG slab, so I just bought a CSG slab, right? And you could kind of see it was blurred out or whatever. Uh, I'll just grab it real quick. Um, yeah, see, we. <laughs> The, the problem that these guys made their three-letter acronyms so similar. You this, so this is an SGC slab. Oh, SGC, and I like SGC. I like their slabs. What was interesting though, Andy, was when you cracked it. This part actually came out a lot easier than I thought. Like the actual label. Oh yeah, it's just sitting. It's just sitting it's just in, hitting there, in a there. little tiny grooved spot. But the that black part, that little black. Um, you know, uh, border around the card, it just comes right out. It's just a textured piece of plastic. And it's just so easy to pop that thing with a flathead screwdriver. Just go along that little edge they made on the side. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to lie. This is kind of strange. Some people would consider that a positive, right? Let's say you get it graded and you don't like the slab anymore. If I know that I could crack your slab at any moment with ease, Maybe some people are like that, right? And I, I, I'm going to actually say this for the next week's episode. I found some Justin Herbert sales to be so interesting for some of his autos. I am constantly amazed, Andy, how often raw autos sell for as much as autos in a BGS nine slab or um, an SGC nine slab or or or, or whatever, yeah, I'm man. still amazed by that. I really am. Like, here, here's here's why I'm really amazed by that, because for me, I it's it's hard for me to talk myself into buying a big raw card online. It's very hard for me to do that. And the reason is because it opens you up for so much bait and switch. Uh, It really does. It is a huge leap of faith to trust that seller to send you the card that you see. And 
if you don't look at it closely, he could send you an off-center copy that, you know, you could have swore up and down that that was a copy and you not even know when you get it, right? Always be careful of that. And you and I have talked about that privately. I think that happens a lot more than people would probably think. Even with the eBay authenticity guarantee, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's still a possibility, especially if the card's not serial numbered, you know? We, we, it, you know, that car, so that card is going to CSG to get authenticated and verified uh, through their authenticity guarantee program. And, it, and if CSG says, nope, this has been altered, it's tampered, it's, it's fraudulent, whatever the case may be, eBay will refund your money. I, I love that they've, they've done that. And I think that yeah. eBay does a pretty good job of listening to the hobby. They show up, they probably even have a table at the national. I'm sure they had a table at with that big card show in Atlanta, right? And yeah. so. I, I do see them listening and, and, you know, that's why they start up that program, but I get it. You know, I totally get it. So I love your point because you could probably find SGC eights. And what happens is when people see that, it's like, oh, it's an eight, that, that card is, uh, it's, it's something in their brain that subconsciously even tells them that this card is not good. This card is not good enough, even as a raw card, which the raw card, like I said, a lot of the raw cards you buy off of eBay are going to have some type of little tiny blemish or ding. You just never know how the seller has been taking care of that card. You have to be very careful with some of these cards, these ultra modern cards with all the chrome finishes and the etching and all that kind of stuff. And if you get an SGC 8, they're very strict on their grading. Uh, maybe the autograph grades a 10. And now you know how easy it is to pop it. You can clearly make uh, a nice profit off of, of doing that. And Hey, you know, I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I know a lot of people are like, well, then that messes up the population report from PSA and SGC. And I totally get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, I mean, this is a it's a free market. Right. And before we get into play of the week, this is like one big thing about football cards and just cards in general, right? You know, like uh, and this translates to other sports, right? Such as like Zion's prices when he had his breakout year. I'm a big Pelicans fan, right? So like he had the breakout year and his car prices basically stayed the same. Like his performance had nothing, you know, to do with with anything. It was just the lead up into Zion Williamson's, you know, season or whatnot. The big thing in in sports cards is what can potentially be instead of what have you done? If you're going to buy a what have you done type of card, that player better be daggum legendary, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to re uh, question, you know, how much money I'm going to spend with Drew Brees, right? Where is Drew Brees actually in the hierarchy of all-time great quarterbacks? Probably just outside the top 10, but, you know, just outside the top 10, a lot of athletes just outside the top 10 don't have legendary super hot card markets, right? It's always just like the top 1% where now, and I'm going to go ahead and give away my play of the week here, is stay away from Trey Lance. That's a, that's a play that, that I'm making right here. I, it's going to take a lot. I, I'm starting to see Trey Lance prices look as if his success is already baked in, right? Do you agree with that or do you not? very much agree with that. And it's cooled off a little bit over the last few weeks, just because we still don't have news that he's going to start. 
Right. So we've seen him cool off a little bit, but still, he has got all that draft pedigree, multiple wins, playoff appearances already baked in. He's got top three quarterback performances already baked into his values. And that's the thing, right? The card market is always about what can you potentially be. And that's the mindset of a lot of people that buy cards, right? There's very few like legends whose market will always stay hot. I think a lot of us know who that is. Obviously, Jordan and Kobe in really in basketball and then LeBron as well. And then in football, it's it's Brady, right? Uh and you know, baseball, the baseball's so different, obviously, with with Mantle and and Honus Wagner and all that. I think that's just a completely different sport in that aspect. But you know, I, I, I think about this stuff all the time and I think that mindset, Andy, of what can potentially be gets into the minds of people when they buy raw cards instead of cards that are already graded that aren't PSA 10s, right? It's someone that looks at a card on eBay like, and they're like, oh, okay, that card is well-centered. That card, you know, with that lighting looks to be pretty good. The auto looks pretty good. And what a buyer thinks is, well, that card could be a 10, right? Trey Lance could be the next Joe Burrow and could be is a big thing in all of sports, right? What could the future potentially hold for not only this player, but for this card? But for me, I don't like that. I, I don't like the fact that I could buy a graded card. Look, uh, an SGC 9.5 of a really nice card is a really, really good card. That is half a grade off of that thing being a 10. A PSA 9 of a really good card. I saw some PSA 9 Tua's go for really, really high. Now, there were National Treasures, but it's still a good card. I just would, and, and this kind of goes back to our last episode. Mm -hmm. If you want to see it, check it out. The Tyron Matthew conundrum, where that was a really extreme example. The card I just showed on this, the stream right here, a really extreme example of uh, the grade outselling the rarity of three different Ty Tyron Matthew cards. I was happy. I got the rarest one for half the price, just because it wasn't a 10 on the actual card. I, I find, Andy, I've always found that to be so interesting and baffling to me, right? That so many people think that they can look at an eBay card and say, oh, well, that, that can't 10. So let me buy mm -hmm. this Herbert rookie ticket auto for uh, $3,500 instead of just getting an SGC for like $3,200 that's graded in like a nine slab. It's that That's always just been so interesting to me. Yeah, now we just made it uh, a lot easier for you <laughs> if you do find an ultra rare card in an SGC slab. Just uh, get the yeah, power before. tools ready if you're going CSG, guys. Even the old PS, the old PSA was very easy to crack as well, but the new PSA was uh, was was pretty difficult. They're, they actually made it to where the sides are like a total lift that goes down to the bottom. But that is fascinating, Carter. I think we've got to keep an open mind, man. We've got to keep an open mind when looking at those listings and understanding that the potential can be changed. You can change your destiny on a card. It doesn't have to be sealed in stone with that slab. Play of the week, Andy. You're going first. Okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking about the tight end market. Um, I'm going to talk about George Kittle today because I think George Kittle is being significant significantly undervalued uh he was a 2017 rookie 
that didn't get drafted until the fifth round, even though he was uh, just a monster. He's a beast, right? I mean, 96 percentile, 40-yard dash, speed score, huge arms, uh, 6'4", 247. You know what's crazy, Carter? He was the number three tight end in 2018, number one tight end in 2019 with over 1,300 receiving yards in 2018, over 1,000 receiving yards in 2019, and he had a rough year last year. He struggled with injuries, uh, only played 14 games, only played eight games in 2020. A lot of that you could blame potentially on the quarterback play of Jimmy Garoppolo on that one injury that he suffered. So, you know, um, I look at, for him to have a big bounce back, especially when you talk about Trey Lance starting. If he does start, he should lean on his tight end, who's absolutely explosive at yards after the catch. And one of the really good things I like about George Kittle, obviously that market size we're talking about with San Francisco drives a lot of that hype. It's massive, and they've got great coaching. They've got a great supporting cast, good defense. So they're in the thick of it every year. Um, and, and George Kittle, being drafted in the fifth round, only has 108 different rookie cards when all other 2017 rookies have at least over 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 for first-round guys, you know? George Kittle has only got 108 different rookie cards. So the inherent scarcity just multiplies, goes up exponentially. And this is the lowest that I've seen his rookie ticket autos. There's one set that he's still printed in, rookie ticket autos. You can get them for under $200 right now. And I know you're thinking, whoa, that's that's a lot. But go look at, go look at um, what, for example, Christian McCaffrey's rookie ticket auto is going for right now understanding the fact that Christian McCaffrey has 2,000 different rookie cards printed for him. And then you look at George Kittle and say, okay, they're under 200. And he's got, you know, number one tight end in his range of outcomes. And he's sliding to the fourth round of fantasy drafts, going as like a tight end five, six, sometimes tight end seven. And there's just so much. I, I think that, you know, he's one of those guys who's so likable off the field as well. Uh, you know, super you know, exciting, like super go get them type of attitude and likability in media. So, you know, I think George Kittle's got a lot of reasons going for his investment value that makes him a good play. I like it, especially, you know, I don't know how much we're going to put this in the outtakes. George Kittle was a part of my dynasty draft, my first ever dynasty draft. Look at that rookie ticket auto. Are you kidding me? I like that. Huh? 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 Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I think at some point the 49ers are going to be, you know, a Super Bowl contender. I'm not a huge I, – I think Trey Lance could be good enough. The good thing about Kyle Shanahan is that, you know, we've seen him make these Super Bowl runs with Jimmy G, and no one's mistaken Jimmy G for a top-10 quarterback. I think he is still really good. Um, You know, Jimmy G cards just have never gotten hot. I've always found that to be – Really crazy considering he's won a lot. He's super handsome. He, he's he's dated some very interesting people. I put it at that. Ah <laughs> ah uh, uh, uh. But yeah, I'm I'm down with the with the George Kittle play. I thought you were actually going to pick a quarterback. These last couple of weeks, I've picked a quarterback. This week, I'm actually going to switch it up here. Um, and I actually had a quarterback in mind. I'm actually going to save it for the next episode. A name really struck a chord with me a little bit earlier in the stream, Andy. And you said his name. And this guy is one of my favorite wide receivers I have ever watched at the SEC level. Okay. So, Andy, do you remember this uh, Devonta Smith guy? Remember him? 
Yeah, man. Okay. Former Heisman Trophy winner. So he's from Louisiana, okay? And he chose Alabama over LSU, and in his true freshman season, he caught the game-winning national championship touchdown pass from Tua, right? And ended up being – I mean, he's arguably the best college football receiver of all time. You know, you factor in him staying the full, full four years, having that big moment, and then winning the Heisman, it was just crazy. I'm actually not going to talk about Devonta Smith in that draft class. I'm not going to even talk about Jalen Waddle in that same draft class. I want to bring up a guy by the name of Kadarius Tony. Now, New York market, okay? It has been a very rough go at it with Kadarius Tony. Very rough to start, right? You know, we can get into all the ins and outs about, you know, the, the training camps and all that at the start of his career. The truth, though, is there are a lot of people that are way smarter, such as the Jay Larkies of the world, Josh Larkey, who like him a lot in fantasy. And you bring in Brian Dable. You bring in the New York market. Kenny Galladay, how good is Kenny Galladay? I don't know. It's injured a lot. (laughs) It's injured a lot, all right? And you mentioned earlier Jalen Waddle. Is he even the best receiver on his team anymore? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Devonta Smith, is he the best receiver on his team anymore? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Probably not. A.J. Brown's a really good football player. My guy, Jamar Chase, he is the best receiver. I would take him over T. Higgins, but T. Higgins is really, really, really good, right? And there's going to be a few weeks where T. Higgins, a guy that you made a lot of money on his cards, is going to be the true alpha of the offense. He's just that good, right? The Giants don't have a whole lot of weapons, right? Saquon, we'll see what happens. I've been told a thousand times this is a year that he's going to come back to fantasy relevance. I don't know if I could trust it. I don't know if I could trust any of the other New York weapons. But if Kadarius Toney is good, he can be, even though he's kind of a gadget guy, he could be a big-time offensive alpha. Something else about Kadarius Toney as well is there is something about the way he plays the game that is very enticing he's not the most affable personality he's not you know he's not going to be justin jefferson as far as the star quality is concerned uh not many people have the personality of a justin jefferson still the way Kadarius tony plays a game is very exciting Mm -hmm. with the football in his hands he will leave your ankles in shambles Think of a football version of Allen Iverson, right? He may not be the quality of Allen Iverson, but his highlights are going to be ridiculous. So you're telling me I could get a Kadarius Tony rookie ticket auto right now for less than 20 bucks? Are you kidding me? Right? Mm-hmm. Are, are you kidding me? Like I, <laughs> I can I can I could be speculative here with, with that. And look, if you're a star receiver in New York. Guess what happened to that Odell Beckham Jr. guy? Now, once again, Odell's a big personality, right? Odell doing what he did in New York, a market that was starred for a non-Eli Manning football star, you saw what that did for him and his superstardom. If Kadarius Tony just has a few weeks where he's really the guy, he's going to spike because the way he plays the games, go watch his college highlights, are unfreaking real like how good he is with the football in his hands. It may not work. NFL size matters. You know, we normally the best receivers are traditional wide receivers, right? 
your guys that went on the outside. And if you went in the slot, you got to be, you know, an elite route runner. Kadarius Tony is a good route runner or decent. I mean, he's not Renfro or Jefferson level, but when he gets a football in his hands, watch the freak mm-hmm. out. So Kadarius Tony's about play of the week. I kind of want to go buy one of his cards now. Uh, for these prices, I would because uh, we're talking current valuations around that, like between Josh Palmer and Elijah Moore type level. And like you said, man, this guy in the open field is absolutely electric. In fact, uh, week five last year against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, he made Trayvon Diggs look like a joke out there, burned him for 189 receiving yards, uh, finished as the number five wide receiver that week with 30 fantasy points. And, dude, I mean, this guy is, like you said, absolutely electric in the open field. I absolutely love it. Well, Andy, this was a fun uh, week of the show. Outtakes are going to be very interesting. I don't know how you're actually going to edit these outtakes, but it should be a lot of fun. So please comment down below. Obviously, we gave you two plays of the week here of non-QBs. Let me know. Let Andy know what you guys think. Are you just quarterback heavy now because the quarterback market? To me, I mean, I've been in football cards three years. I'm, I, It's amazing, right? And I think part of why I find it so amazing is I don't believe in any of the rookie quarterbacks not named Justin Fields. I know it's a little of a weird you know, opinion. I, I might be on an island on that one, but there you go. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Great episode, Carter. Peace. Hey, don't end it. Don't end it just yet. I sent you a, a text. Let me see. Um, let me see if I actually, I'm going to send it again. Let me know. Oh, if I you, got it. Okay. So before you end this like live, we might keep this in. We might not. Um, if you can't put this up on the screen, I want to, I want to chat with you with, uh, about this really quickly. All right. Here. That's your, which, which image, both of them. Or I think, I think they're the same one. Oh I, yeah. I yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 So what I found very interesting about this. Okay. And I know this was, uh, June. Okay. I know this was June. So, um, so yeah, you know, obviously if I ever become a successful enough YouTuber, um, I, I, and you know, me personally, well, Andy, like my funds aren't where they used to be as far as, you know, making speculative kind of plays, whatever. So, you know, life happens. I want to travel more. I I'm not, I mean, I'm not, getting ready to get thrown out on the streets or anything, but you know, so, you know, obviously that, that top one is, is, uh, is, is optic or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, I guess, yeah. yeah. So just to be clear, optic rookie ticket autos just don't sell as much as, uh, um, as regular rookie ticket autos, is that is that true? In a lot of cases, yes. Um, that gap is very fascinating to me. That, but but then the other times you 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 see it doesn't. Uh, these these optic base. So this one was advertised as a silver, but you can look by the picture; it's not. And those base optic containers rookie ticket autos typically have like these little surface issues. Okay.
But what's really interesting were these three images at the bottom right here. Like, uh, so scroll down just a little bit here. Here we go. That is so fascinating to me that, okay, this is a really good card. Is that a 10? Okay, 10 auto, 9 grade on the card. Okay. Then the raw version of the card sells for the near identical amount. That's crazy to me, man. It's so wild. Yeah. It's so wild to me. That is so wild. To, I'll, I don't think I'll ever get over that. Like, look at that. That's a scan of the card. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Look at that. It's the same exact amount. Obviously, a few days apart from each other. But, man, I I don't know about that, Andy. I don't. I would just be as a buyer of a raw copy. I mean, there's just so much. Like, if I'm buying the raw copy of of those two cards right there. If I got it, I would be so nervous that the bait and switch happened. If it's not numbered or anything like that, or like, I know you're not able to click and look at the images close up yourself, but man, dude, that is just so Andy, I'm just blown away by that. I really am that a card in a slab by a reputable company, SGC. I know it's not PSA or whatever, the same the same amount almost down to the dollar yeah now this one got a nine on the grade 10 on the auto okay well i mean that's what it is man subconsciously as the buyer you lose the potential to get a 10 when you see that already in a nine slab so <laughs> Yeah, a lot. I see most nines sell for the same as raw, especially in high-end cards like this. Now, I think ultimately this person with the optic got the best deal. Uh, I mean, that that type of price discrepancy is ridiculous. So I want to look at this and see when the auction ended, what kind of feedback the seller had, if there was any blemishes we can see on the surface on this that were noticeable. Because yeah, I see sometimes see the contenders base go a little bit lower than the than the. Uh, the optic base go a little bit lower than the contenders base, but not that much lower, Carter. I mean, not eighteen hundred dollars lower. That's insane. I, I'll look at these eBay sold items. You know me, Andy. I'll look at them for hours. Like number one is the people buying these cards. A lot of them are have speculative money to spend on cards like that, and a lot of them are card shop owners. You know. They, uh, they they know that Herbert's always going to be liquid, whatever. But man, dude, the fact that uh, the fact that there was just such a huge discrepancy, and this was all the way back in June, so this wasn't even July. Yeah, let's see if I can find it. Uh, man, I guess keep scrolling. It's all the uh, sixteen. Well, there's one that went for 27. Oh man, well that there, that, there you go. Okay, so here you go. That person that All got right. the uh 
that person I got this card got a steal. Yeah, they well, did. 40, oh, they well, did. well, well, forty-four feedback on a card that high. That is not, yeah, that that that's definitely a contributing factor. We've got a new seller here. Uh, he ended his auction at six thirty on a Friday, which is not great. Uh, it's yeah, not great, but yeah, you do have a very oh yeah. Look at the feedback on the seller. Only ninety four percent on that number. That's what scared a lot of people off. It's amazing how many factors go into that. And and I don't I don't blame them. I mean, whoever got this for eighteen hundred took a significant risk with this guy. Oh, and yeah, look at the autograph now. You can see that this autograph would never grade a ten. There's some type of streaks and smudges through that autograph. So if that is visible, then the chances of this card having some other type of of issue are very likely here. Uh, I would say this almost looks like a screenshot taken from, because look, the back of this card, the front picture, you can see there's some type of black textured material behind the card that he's got it laying on. And then in this one, the back of it you see these stacks of looks like slabs, from, that, which from is, that big seller yeah dc sports card 87 so it looks like they may be a piece some screenshots together here this also says prism on the back bottom right corner meaning that it is a silver prism this is not a silver this is this does not look like a silver prism we, we, we just uncovered a we just uncovered fraud here potentially yeah no it definitely is that is not number one that's not a silver Right, even no, if it's just no. a screenshot. Uh uh. I knew something was up. I, I I wanted to send you that image a few weeks back. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, that that's a clear, 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 clear case of fraud right there. Yeah, this looks like the same the, the same thing. The same thing. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, this looks uh, like the same background. Look at that background. And dude. there's the same background. Looks like maybe that other seller. What, what, no, okay. What, what? Click the back of this card again. Click the click the back of this card. Yeah. No. No prism. No prism. Yeah. That's because it's and it's the same picture of the front. Look at this. Look at the smudging through the autograph right there. The lines. And what now we go heck? back to the other one, and look at that. That's the card. He took that image from that guy's page and then took this back image from DC Sports Card 87 page. Wow. Oh my god, dude. So this that and that's why this guy has uh what's his what's his three negative in the last month of card, void. Never, card never shipped, no communication. Card was not delivered. Mike so Trout? Look at all these high-end guys that they Pokemon yeah. Charizard. 560, 900, 1900. Fraud. I, yes. I I knew it when I looked at it. I was like, okay, I want to send this. Yeah. Discrepancies here are crazy. This is what's good, though. I mean, at least they had the authenticity guarantee, but I'm surprised that they're not. I'm, this interested, guy's not if, I'm, interested, I'm interested if this deal actually went through. Uh, it doesn't make sense why this guy's not banned. Um, you know, but that apparently, yeah, he's still on here. He's yeah. It's just this 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 is wild because that authenticity guarantee would have definitely saved the buyer in this case. They would have got a refund, but well, it just uh, depends on what exactly he sent, though. Like, 
and it could huh. it still could go through. Like, I mean, do you do you know how many like raw cards these eBay people probably get? Uh, that's nut, dude. That's so nuts to me. That is so freaking nuts to me. That is. I knew something went mad now. I knew it, and it still went for eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But you definitely under uncovered a fraudulent seller there. Avoid day Dawin nineteen D A W E I N nineteen on eBay. Especially okay. Especially if you see someone with it's one thing if it's like Burbank sports cards selling Mike Trout's Charizards. Who it doesn't very, even have anything else listed right now. I'm, I would imagine that his account's frozen. Maybe they're working on banning him. Uh, or or something else here. Okay, something else that's very important with this, Andy, is it goes back to what we were talking about in the episode, right? Buying raw cards on a on on a on a website i just can't i can't do it for a like a certain high amount unless i know for sure the seller has near gazillion feedback and the card is super rare and i absolutely positively have got to have it be careful mm-hmm. i can't believe it i can't believe you and i just did that together yeah it was pretty cool Huh? 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 We have no idea. I'm interested to see. You. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do about this information. I don't. I'm interested to see if the card actually went through. I'm interested what card they actually sent to the eBay authenticity guarantee. Also, if e- if if there is an authenticity thing happening, um, and let's just say eBay figures out it's fraudulent. I would hope eBay would wipe that sales data out because the one thing that this does is if I am holding any raw Justin Herberts, that hurts me. Like whenever this happens, that that would hurt mm-hmm. me because if I went to a show and this, uh, let's see, uh, June 17th, okay? What was June 17th? Okay. It's a Friday. It's a Friday, okay? Yeah. So – Imagine if you went to a card show on the 18th and the comps for that for, for that card were well over 2K consistently. Well, if I'm just sitting at a card show or if I'm buying a card, I'd be like, oh, well, look, this one just sold for eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, I, I know I know eBay's not beholden to what things are not sold or whatnot. But if I'm holding a Justin Herbert, that fraud right there or if this was fraud or whatever actually happened here, that hurts me. That hurts me. That's actually doing things ethically. Right. Because that decreases, uh, that, that, that decreases the value on that card because a a buyer would be like, Hey, look, this one just sold for, for 1800. So always be careful when you're checking for comps on, on raw cards as well. Yeah. That, and, that, and that could have been very well the case here. This guy created this eBay account just to – it's definitely fraud, right? It definitely fraud. He took screenshots from multiple different sellers and did an auction. And maybe he did this to get uh, this other card here at a discount, or maybe he was going to a card show the next day and wanted to use this as a comp. That is super unethical, super shady. But, yeah, yeah, man. Or, uh, cards or, are all about the details. 
or this car or what could have happened is this card sale went through and this next person just put it back up uh, uh, for sale because well, this ended the very next day. Oh, it ended the very next day. And this is the actual front picture of the car that ended the day before for 1800. How do people not see that? And this is a reputable seller. I mean, this this Wilder yeah. side of sports cards is 100% positive feedback from thir- over 1,300 transactions. So this is a reputable seller. Man. I'm, so, so there's two sides to this, right? There's the seller obviously doing this. But as a buyer, I mean, if if you're spending any anything over 100 bucks, right? I mean, obviously, Andy, you look at everything, even if you're spending $20 on a card. But especially if you're spending more than a grand on a mm-hmm. card, 1800 with all the shipping tax and all that, that's well over 2 k that you're spending on a raw card. Raw card. Raw, Andy. Raw. As in, there's no way to a thousand gazillion percent guarantee that that card is the card that you're getting. Uh, and you know, there's fake slabs out there as well. And that's not my point. It's man, that just blows it blows my mind. Like, at least if I'm uh buying the SGC in that slab, that is hard to do any kind of fraud to. What right? if what if I what if I gave you a hundred thousand dollar check and said this is your budget to buy sports cards, Carter? Would you do yeah. it? Would you do it then? What? If so, I gave you a hundred thousand dollar check, and I said you can't use this for anything but sports cards. And, and and would you do? Would you buy? Would you take the risk and gamble the money, knowing that you had another ninety something thousand dollars left in that bankroll, that bank account to spend on sports cards? That small portion, would you, would you do it then? I'll buy raw cards for, yeah. for higher amounts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because then I would have. I, I I could have the the risk of sending off the PSA and getting a ten and pay some of that other hundred k for like grading fees and stuff. And I know a lot of people do have that money and that goes into it. But I would say a good fifty percent of people that are in sports cards don't have the time, patience to do all of that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, if that Herbert does end up jimming, guess what? Um, you're still like you still got to pay the extra for if that card actually gems as well got to factor that in and then you know getting the card back and actually making money on it it's it's tough man i think if you sit if you gave me a hundred thousand dollars i i am i'm buying a really rare lebron card just because you know it's just a perfect player to actually buy because you know he's still got a lot of basketball left and he is as legendary as as it can get, uh, and then obviously you know I'm buying a bunch of Burrows and Brady's and whatnot. But man, very interesting stuff. I know I I'm sorry I sent that's why I was like don't don't end this recording just yet. I wanted I wanted to talk about that, and I wasn't even talking. My point was I I I, I even if it's even if I'm not the biggest fan of SGC, I like SGC. But even if I'm not, I'm I'm buying that card right there. And 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 cracking and subbing, right? Unless I have the sharpest eye in the world, 
and those other cards uh, just look super sharp. But then again, one of the photos is a guy holding a card in, in a one-touch like this with his den in the background. Like, hey, look, spend the same amount of a card that's scanned in an actual – it's just crazy to me. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely crazy. But there's so much fraud in the rock card market, man, so much. And for me, I am an in-person buyer. Like when it comes to bigger purchases. Uh, and I actually made a lot of mistakes. You know, I made a mistake in uh, in a Baker Mayfield purchase I made recently because the card was sealed, but it was still damaged inside the Panini seal. I don't think I'll sell it uh, for, for a decent amount because of the deal I got. Uh, but, you know... I, I know what to look at now, now that I got, you know, that show under my belt, like raw card purchases are, are where it's at. Like these, these shows uh, is where it's at. I'm just never buying an eBay card raw. I'm just not, I just, I just can't do it. I just, I just can't do it because of what just happened. That's just nuts to me. But yeah, sorry for keeping you longer. I just wanted to include that. That's good. That was your sharp eye, though, that saw it. It's all about the details, man. It's all about the details. I do it even on the five ten dollars cards just because I find it all so interesting. And uh, I am an appre- I appreciate the details, man. I love I love the details. Let me let me look at this one more time. I want I'm kind of curious. 28 bits, dude. 28 bids on the 1800 card, 28 bids. So let's say it's at least six different bidders. It's crazy to me, but that many people, it goes to show that people don't look. Oh yeah. There's definitely some people that don't look. They don't look. They don't, they, they just don't look, look up every last detail on a card, every last detail. Send it to friends. Have them look at every last detail. Uh, I was talking to David Hunter. You know, he helped me a lot with this Drew Brees purchase, and he looked at his card. I sent it to my guy Chris Rinders as well. Those guys know more about cards than than anyone, and they're actually in it for the cards, right? They're not major flippers or anything like that. The actual cards is what they love, and you know, they just pick up every last little detail on a card. And you you can look at a card a hundred times, and you will never you still won't see every last little thing. So, like, you know, it's interesting, Carter. The guy who won that card at eighteen hundred is a monster eBay user. Uh, he's got five thousand one hundred fifty six uh, transaction, hundred percent positive. He's bid on four hundred items in the last thirty days. So he was basically probably, he's probably got a big bankroll and he was like, well, authenticity guarantee 1800. I'll get my money back. Worst case scenario. But if I, it is authentic and I do get the actual card, 1800 is a massive steal and I can make a bunch of money and quit, you know, a couple grand. So like with this Drew Brees card right here, even if you look at it super close, when I got it, I still didn't see – and this is a sealed one-of-one one, like buyback card. There's still like little scuffs inside the actual card right here that's sealed, right? 
now the price I got this with the game worn jersey, first year Saints game worn jersey on card auto with the written one one on it. Uh, you know, this was my first big breeze purchase, whatever. It was $300 total, right? So not a like an insurmountable amount of money. But if I did, you know, see this card in person at a show, I probably wouldn't have got it because I would have seen this weird little scuff inside the card. I don't even know if it's on the card. It could be on the the one touch but i wanted a breeze game one jersey on card auto card and i almost bought you know a more expensive variation of this card but you know you could look at it a gazillion times and you still won't like it still won't pick up on ebay right i had a few i had a few people including yourself look at that and it you know you didn't see it i didn't see it uh i'm so happy with the card because you know this Cards probably gonna stay in my PC a long time, but you know when you buy, and this is kind of a raw-ish card because it's Panini sealed, whatever. You just don't know. Like even if you're buying a card on eBay, there's scratches on the slabs whenever you get them. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And and you don't see them until they actually, you know, get there. So it's it's crazy. All right, big dog. What up, man? What's up, man? Look at you. You got your camera fired up already today. You ready to rock and roll. Okay, so we're about to do I, I, I actually I just sent the I actually just sent the invite link. Uh we we got someone else jumping on the show right now. I'm, I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's 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 actually one of uh both of our uh big time supporters, one of my big time supporters for Power LSU and one of your uh personal favorites. So he should be I, I have no idea. He I, I just sent him the invite link and he should be jumping on right here. And very cool. Okay, so how did you send him the invite link? Oh, he, he just forwarded the one I sent to you. Uh, yeah, I got you just forwarded the one that you sent yeah. me. And, okay. And it's uh exciting, man. Yeah, so it's something that uh I've I've never done this before. Um I've honestly never done one of these before. I've never done a dynasty draft. And he and I have been doing um, a dynasty draft together, and I am in the I was in the one dot one. Oh, our man Derek Richard. Yeah, yeah. Dude, put him, he's put a him, goat. Put him, put him in. Put him up. Can you put him up? Can you see him? He's not down there yet. He's got to pop up. Okay, he's got to pop up. So. I hope this works. I hope this works. So, uh, so we're on the clock now. So we've been doing these double picks. So I was in the one dot one, and it's a twelve team league. It's a different kind of like super flex league where you only have to play uh, one running back. So our theory for this draft has been we are not selecting any running backs at all, really. Like. We had the opportunity to take ETN. We debated it, and we said no. We had the opportunity to take Josh Jacobs. We said no. And so far, our draft has been the 1.1 Josh Allen. And then on the turn – what's up, Derek? What's up, man? How we doing, man? Oh, wait. Why, why do you jump – I, I think I think he's afraid. Device I think is he's, not connected. Well we'll, well, we'll see what we can do. Uh, 
but I was in the 1.1, and it's one of these slow drafts. He's, I, I love a good slow draft. I do. So He's back. What's yeah, up, I don't know how to make the video work. I clicked on yeah, it, and I disappeared. No, there's, there's, it's, all, it's all good. So, Derek, uh, you've been doing Dynasty drafts for how long? 2013 was my first dynasty. Okay. And so far, our dynasty league has been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And, and our our team has been just dope. Just, just this is the greatest dynasty team ever put together, okay? So you guys are going zero RB but because you only have to start one RB on a weekly basis? At a minimum, yeah. One running back, one receiver, two flex. Uh, one tight end, one super flex. And obviously ah. So it's a minimum amount of skilled position players. So it's kind of just load up on the high profile top end receivers. And then we could just kind of hammer running backs at the end. Madison, James Cook, all those kind of injury awake type guys. And, you know, we're far enough away from the season. We'll We'll get somebody injured. We'll get a few games here and there. Eventually find ourselves a nice starter. So, so, so Carter, Derek is known for his fantasy football team names. I'm not sure if you've heard any of his other dynasty team names, but they're they're legendary. So I'm curious, what is the name of y'all's team? I just defaulted it to PHL Dynasty. But um, at the way things are going in the draft so far, we may have to change the team name. A um, uh, lot of shit talking going on. And... Uh, <laughs> I enjoy naming my team after the person who talks the most amount of shit. So <laughs> we'll come up with something creative. So, so now we're on the clock and our roster right now was, um, and this might be completely boring to everybody for like football card stuff, but our, our draft so far, Andy has been in the one dot one. We took Josh Allen in the two dot 12. Uh, we went Deshaun Watson, T. Higgins. Remember, super flex, you only got to play one RB. And then in the next round, we went, um, obviously, you know, on the turn, uh, we went DJ Moore, George Kittle. Mm. And then in the last round, guess what? I'm going all in. I've been high on this guy for forever. Traylon Burks and George Kittle. Nice. Traylon Burks and TJ Hawkinson. T- trailer Bur- Traylon Burks Ooh. and TJ Hawkinson. Is there a tight end premium? No, it's start one tight end, but where it's so shallow of a starting roster, um, it's a l- pretty important to have a top end tight end. You want to try and get somebody that's got a lot of upside and Kittle's injury prone um, as far as tight ends go. So wasn't a bad idea to back him up with Hawkinson. Plus it gives us some flexibility to trade one of them later on. Yeah. Andy, um, how many how many dynasty drafts have you done, Andy? Two. Okay. And two. how and how would you how would you rate our draft up to this point? Well, it's an interesting format, but so far, I mean, I like it. I I mean, obviously you got the best quarterback on the board. Um the that value on Deshaun Watson could pay off big time, uh, especially if he's only gonna get like a four to six game suspension. And uh and, and then I like the tight end picks. I mean, and if Traylon Burks pans out the way you think he does, Carter, then, I mean, that's that's another home run there in terms of his age and his dynasty value. So, uh, and love see. T. Higgins. 
so 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 andy can i can i send you a link and, and we could potentially share 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 screen absolutely me, wait can i let me see i'm going to send a, a share uh to you uh let me know let me know if you could see that andy drop it in the private chat or my email or I, no i'll put i just hit share in this little bottom thing oh right? oh, oh, oh there we go there we go there can you see it yes sir all right so dude i kind of i kind of want to mm. what what are you thinking derek let me see here kind of want to get sexy here i kind of do want to get a little sexy i dude i love ramadre stevenson i i i just do man i think he's got legit rb1 potential we'll be able to get him later on you don't have to go and take him now yeah still have guys like damian harris um kareem hunt alexander madison james cook are you guys planning to go RB here or, or no? I, mean, I don't really see a need to. The only, yeah. I mean, Damian Harris, Alexander Madison, about the only two guys I would even consider taking at this spot. And you could probably get Madison in two more rounds. Exactly, and that's and what's funny. What's funny, Andy, is there's been what's been a big advantage for us is like everybody has selected a lot of RB. Like there's a lot of people that have picked like multiple RBs in this draft up to this point. So uh, so we're using that to our advantage because the likelihood that they're going to draft RBs right now is very little. So uh, is Chris Olave still out there? He was taken. Oh, I was going to say that'd be a nice spot for him. Well, receivers I, that I like that are here, Juju. Yeah, I like Juju. Um. Gabe, Gabe, you gonna skip over Gabe Davis? I was just gonna say my my good friend Gabe Davis. But but that's um, a stack. That's a stack opportunity though. Only with yeah, Josh man. Allen, and yeah, I think he's just going a little bit higher than he should. But I don't think he'll make it back to us. And right. um, quarterbacks might not be a bad idea to grab a third quarterback because I really only see Winston, Goff, Davis, Mills. We definitely yeah. need to grab a QB, especially with Deshaun being on our team. So, you know, those will be the only three guys that I see left that are. I mean, Baker might not be a bad pick later on. Um, I like his week one matchup against Cleveland. And, you know, I mean, he's going to have enough time in that offense. It's not like he got traded mid, you know, mid August. So he's got a little bit of time to get acclimated. He's a little better than Sam Darnold. That's not saying much, but. Um, so he'll at least get six starts, I would think, out the gate and uh, cover for Watson. I mean, Watson's up for the year. It's going to be a struggle, but we can always throw something together. So, so Andy, did you, fun fact about this fantasy league that we're joining, um, the software that you see on the screen was created by Bill Gates, and they've not changed it, like when Microsoft was created. <laughs> uh, it is a dinosaur. It, I mean, this this is it. I, I'm, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, I had to – um, to to get this to get this uh, software fired up, you didn't hear it in the background. I already had it pulled up. You know the AOL dial-up tone <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was needed uh, for to to get this thing going. So 
Yeah, if a uh, customer calls, I might get cut off. So, okay. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing better than that AOL dial up, man. Uh, next thing you know, there's going to be some, like, uh, um, some, uh, some mail order bride sending me a, sending me a chat. A dash S dash L. The real ones know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Only the real ones. All if you if you are 40 and up, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That was that was pre-tender, pre all of that, man. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. In those dreaded letters. <laughs> oh man. Uh so uh Andy, which QB are you loving right here? Hey man. Uh well. I know you were a you were a Baker advocate circa 2018, Carter 2017 back in uh, in his Oklahoma days. Um, so I mean that's not a bad pick, but you also got you got Jameis here, and and Jameis. I mean you got a few good options here. I think Jameis Goff Mills would get selected by the time we come back up at the next turn. I think Baker and those guys will fall. You know, Daniel Jones is so interesting to me, right? Mm-hmm. You get a you get a weird rushing upside with him. Like it he's not even that good of a runner per se, but if you give him a straight line, dude, he's he, I mean, he 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 runs like Forrest Gump, man. What's uh, the uh what's the penalty for fumbles in this league? <laughs> I think it's minus 1. <laughs> okay. No penalties so, are tripping. So, so Andy, uh, which QB do you like the most? I mean, honestly, I think you gotta. I, hmm. I go, I go with Winston here. I'm gonna go with Winston. Mm. What, what do you, what, what? Because right here, Derek, we're not even looking for long-term value. We're looking for plug and play right here. Correct? Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. Possibly get some more out of Winston. He's still young. Um, he doesn't. He's, he plays like he did last season until he got injured. I don't see why they wouldn't have him stick around. I don't think that's a bad play. What was Carson? What was and, and this is kind of goes along with the football card hobby stuff as well. What what is what's Carson Wentz's deal with uh, Washington here? His contract? Yeah. Oh well, let's see. You know, I know they uh, they picked up his contract. It's a four year deal. Let's see. So he's currently still on the same con. I think they just picked up his old contract from the Colts, which is now picked up from Washington. So yeah, he signed with Washington through twenty twenty four with a potential out after this year. They would just they they actually wouldn't even eat any dead cap. So they've got an out after this year. What's Winston's contract? Let's see. And while you look that up, Andy, here's something I like a lot about Carson Wentz as far as like a football card play is, man, he he can really post some amazing clips. Like for me, as far as like Jameis Winston is concerned, they like if you were thinking about like making a play between the two of them as far as like a football card. Jameis Winston is not going to wow you with anything, right? I know I've bought some of his cards and stuff like that, but he's more of a pocket guy, especially after the injury he suffered last year. 
you're not going to see many whirling Derbyshire type of plays. Carson Wentz, yes, he might suck this next year, but he's going to give you some Sports Center top 10 kind of stuff. Like his and one mixtape of his craziest throws is absolutely insane from his time with the <laughs> Eagles. So if he just has a few good weeks, I could see a spike in his football cards. I could see some people believing in, in Wentz mania. They're going to have to win, though. The commanders are going to have to win and because people know Wentz is like a roller coaster. He has those highs, but then he also has really low lows. Do you think Do you think they're any good? Man, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, okay, so you know, you, know, you know defensive line's elite. We'll see what Jahan Doxson does this year. But their wide receivers are okay. Um, you know, Terry and those guys, they have a good running back room. I don't know a whole lot about their offensive line. Uh, but defensively, you know, they're going to be put together with, uh, Ron Rivera and, and healthy Chase Young there. I'm, I'm very interested in, in them this next year. What, what do you, what do you think Derek about Wentz? I mean, he's a little bit better than people give him credit for. I think part of it is just due to injuries, but, um, I mean, he is on Washington. Um, you know, it's like Zach Wilson's a jet and. He's on Washington. That's just a bad franchise. Uh, they have been for a while, and they probably will be for a while, too. Um, it just never – nothing goes right there. And uh, once um, Young's contract's up, I'm sure he's going to take off. I'm surprised McLaurin signed there. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of a garbage franchise. <laughs> it's a garbage franchise, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and then and you also have, you know – for me, I, I'm I'm avoiding wins in this draft, and you know, avoiding any play on his football cards. Uh, I I, ju- I just honestly think people see Jameis as a more likable, funny, affable personality as well. Um, so that's why I'm kind of buying Jameis. Uh, the Saint the Saints are always going to be one of these. And I know I'm a Saints fan. I'm wearing a Drew Brees shirt right now, but. The Saints are always going to be like a lovable franchise as well. So I think people really want to see Jameis Winston succeed. So I, I guess I guess we draft Jameis here because we know for sure he's going to be the QB1. We know for sure he's going to have a long leash. So I guess that's the play right here. Derek, what, what do you think? It works for me, buddy. You know what's interesting about Wentz's contract is they've got a 17th game bonus of $1.2 million dollars. In, uh, on on his 2022 contract with the Commanders, if he actually plays all 17 games, that means they'll be sitting him for the last two weeks of the season. So exactly. <laughs> I, I I kind of hope they go. Uh, I kind of hope they go on like like 13 and one, and they already have like five set up. And I want to see if they want if like Carson Wentz going to be like, hell no, you're not resting me. Huh? Uh, refresh your page. Oh, we got refresh. Okay, good. So, good. Jameis has been selected. Good. All right. So, so we went with Jameis Winston. I can't believe we just drafted him. Yeah. In his his, his contract right. is good through twenty twenty three. Okay, good. But the only other quarterback we really need to take is Gardner Minshew in a couple rounds. <laughs> other than that, I don't really see much else, much other reason to grab a quarterback. Um, like I said, we can just kind of grab ourselves a receiver here and then just hammer running backs for the next six, seven rounds. Yeah, and uh, 
But I, what I'll do here, Andy, is show you this really quickly. And I promise you we're going to record this football card show. I know this is like just completely random here, Andy. Uh, it's fun, this, though, man. This is our team in the uh, – let me pull it up. <laughs> The very bottom. Yeah, very bottom right here. So, so far, Andy, what do you, what do you like in here? Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston, Burks, Higgins, Moore, Hawkinson, Kittle. Do you like it or do you love it? Uh, <laughs> so far, I love it. So far, I love it. I get on board with every – I love the quarterbacks, uh, you know, especially when Deshaun Watson gets back to form. And uh, the wide receivers love every single one of those guys and the tight ends. Massive upside with Kittle and Hawkinson. And uh, as long as they're both healthy, I, I, you're going to be in a really good spot. All right. So I guess uh, we're drafting a receiver here. And that was a very smart move, not scrolling down to see the league chat. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm the... <laughs> Wait. Okay. All right. So here we are, wide receiver. Okay. And um, I guess I guess the best move here would be, you know, I, I, I don't know how important stacking is in Dynasty, but – you know, I see Chase Claypool down here. I find him to be very interesting. Uh, but I'm a little uh, – what, what do you think about him, Derek? Are you out? Not this early. Not this early? Okay. Wouldn't have a problem with him later on. But um, if you take a receiver here, there isn't a need to pick another receiver for the rest of the draft. Right. No, I'm okay. sort it by ADP, so it's a little bit more – Okay. Accurate as far as the oh, okay. awful ADP, it's not very good. But so, so we're we're fa we're, we're still fading the RB here, and we're going to get a wide receiver. Grab okay. yourself whoever you yeah. want, a running back or a receiver. If you grab a receiver here, now you got four of them. You start three. You really need four. Other than that, it can just be pick running backs and hope you hit on half of them and. You're good to go and then flush the rest out when the rookies come in or try and trade the rest of them. All right, Derek, I know like on your board, you're going to be higher on Juju Smith-Schuster than Gabriel Davis, right? Oh, yeah. And you're you're completely out on Michael Thomas. Yeah. All right, what about you, Andy? It seems too obvious yeah. to, to draft Michael Thomas here. I've got Juju and Gabe Davis neck and neck in my rankings. I think that because this is a dynasty, I think those are your best options. Michael Thomas is is what? He's approaching age 30. Adam Thielen's over 30. Cooks is about to be 30. Hopkins is 30. So I'm really looking right here at Gabe. I don't see how you get off of Gabe Davis when you got Josh Allen. That's my that's only my thing. Like I would I would probably go Juju because I think they're gonna pass the ball even more in Kansas City and he could easily get back to that rookie form where he's like, you know, fifteen hundred yard slot monster. But uh I, I think Gabriel Davis here with Josh Allen just makes too much sense. All right, so Derek, I think we're down to Juju Smith Schuster and Gabriel Davis. So go what? for the go for the whoever you whoever you like out of the two. And uh yeah. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I would, I'm not, I'm not a huge Juju Smith-Schuster fan. He just kind of looked like, even with Noodle Arm Ben, he just kind of looked like a dude these last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and Gabriel Davis, 
I mean, yes, that was just one game. Mr. 35 receptions, 549 yards, 35 receptions, 599 yards. I get it. <laughs> oh, they oh they had the same exact numbers last year? No, that was his 2020 and 2021 numbers. Mm. But you're you're just out on him, right, Derek? Um I I've always just been out on any fourth round wide receiver. Doesn't really make a difference who it is. Yeah, um, it's his ADP that he's out on. Uh, and, 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 you know, because Gabe Davis is also, you could say he's very touchdown dependent, but at the same time, like Josh Allen loves to look for him. Oh, in the red absolutely. Zone. If anything happens to Diggs, I mean, it's a, it's a home oh, run. Don't get it's a home wrong. run. And, and Gabe Davis just has such good spatial awareness of uh, being aware where his feet are in conjunction with the, uh, the out of bounds markers and uh, very good hands. So honestly, I think he went underdrafted. I think that he he's just, you know, Stefan Diggs is still the alpha there, but I think they've got so much upside in that offense. And you've got Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis is only like 24 years old. So I don't see how you, you know, how you get off of that. But And technically the email address that's associated with the account is linked to Gabe Davis. So <laughs> it's a brand pick, Carter. I mean, you guys got to go Gabe Davis. Got to. All right. So we're taking, we're taking Gabriel Davis or Juju Smith-Schuster. Do it. So let's do it. What the hell? I don't. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, I'm gonna let you do it, Derek. Because I I'm you know how I do with this. All right, Dr. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll be on on the clock. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. See you, buddy. Take it easy, Derek. Take it easy, Eddie. So, uh, you that was crazy. I know you want to. I mean, I I know I know I went a little long right there, but I I find I I'm not new. I'm interested, like how many people that actually do football cards actually play Dynasty, right? Because it is legit, you know, long term playing your football cards, right? And I feel like mm-hmm. for me, like, you know, the, the quarterbacks I've bought this offseason, uh, I bought some Baker. I haven't made any money on it. I bought some Jameis Winston, just one Jameis Winston. Still waiting. I'm still waiting for him to ball out. Love that week one matchup. If they crush the Falcons, there's going to be so much Saints hype. Um, especially, you know, how much Saints fans hate Falcons fans. There's going to be just so much surrounding it. I also think I'm going to be able to sell my Jameis card before the season begins for this so. for, for this reason, okay? One thing, you know, we're talking about like Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz isn't going to win over a locker room. Like, he does not relate with players the same way Jameis Winston relates with players. And I know that seems counterintuitive because Jameis Winston has the eat the W thing, and he's got all these crazy things about him. But there was something very interesting. Did you see this clip? It was a clip of him working out with the team in Miami, and they were like – the players were partying – and Jameis was just sitting off to the side, just being normal and just kind of being the leader, the the adult in the room, per se. And that's something that we don't, you know, associate with, with Jameis Winston at all. I just I just think he, he is going to be the darling of the quarterbacks of the NFL, right? I think America loves a good comeback story. I think America also likes the Saints just because the Saints are just always the underdog story. It's seared in our brains what happened 
to the Saints in 2018, that they were robbed, the Roger Goodell suspension of Sean Payton, the, uh, the, the, the Saints are always just viewed as an underdog story, led by a quarterback who is an underdog with a team full of Louisiana guys now, with some Louisiana guys. I think I'm going to be able to say, sell this Jameis card beforehand because what I'm going to think is there's going to be a lot more of these clips of Jameis Winston giving like pep talks, throwing a pass to Jarvis Landry, doing this and that and 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 whatnot. I love it. I've I freaking I freaking love me some 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 Jameis, man. I really do. What say you, young man? Yeah, I I, I think so too. I mean, every every time I get a little tweet or a notification that Jameis is practicing without the knee brace. It's like, I, I feel a little buzz, you know, a little bubbling cooking up in the, in the hype pot. And uh, I think it's going to get, I think it's going to get wild, especially since you talk about divisional matchups are huge. A lot of people are, I think are maybe undervaluing the saints as a whole. Cause they were like starting to go into this whole rebuild mode after the tumultuous last year and, and Sean Payton retiring and after Drew Brees retires. And so you got all these changes, uh, but your, your owner, um, uh, man, I can't, I can't remember his name. Maybe he's uh, Mickey, right? Mickey something. Uh, so Mickey Loomis is a general manager, uh, the general manager, but he's right. in charge of like personnel, everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, he had an option to go into rebuild mode or try and plug holes in the ship. And I think you guys did that. Jarvis Landry, Tieran Matthew, um, you know, some of the other improvements that you guys have made to the defense and the restructuring the offensive line and Jameis Winston, uh, you know, still being on the roster. And so I think that you guys could be undervalued. Um, and you look at what Jameis did last year, week one against the Green Bay Packers. There's that always that possibility that you guys just look like this number one team in the NFL coming out and, and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But I think that's going to lead to a lot of hype.